0: everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing in life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best selling and award winning authors across the genres. You can go find that at authormagazine.org, where you can see my interview with the wonderful British biography or literary biographer. Miranda Seymour. God, it was a great conversation. She's such a great woman. So go check that out at othermagazine.org. And we're funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from Penn to Publication since 1955. If you want to learn about the PNWA and all the fabulous things they offer, go to pnwa.org. Uh, you know, speaking of supporting writers, I am doing, starting in January, start the new year, I'm going to be offering special one-on-one fearless writing. You can meet with me one-on-one. That's one-on-one. That's right. Only 99 bucks, a special offer. Normally 150 bucks. It's only 99, yeah. So you can learn about that. And also, I'll be doing a four week fearless writing intensive. These are all online, and uh, where we'll just go over dealing with blocks, getting unstuck, finding the time, dealing with the inner critic, all that stuff. All the stuff I like to talk about. And if you're interested in either the one on one sessions or the intensive, go to williamcanauer.com can sign up for either one. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you know, it's speaking of writers, today's author, today's guest has written and helped writers a lot in her life. It, um, it is She is Priscilla Long. She's done a lot of writing and she's got a new book out about being creative in old age, what we call old age. And we had a great conversation uh, about aging and creativity and really just about life, if you want to, really is what it came down. How do you live Regardless of your age, how do you live well? And Priscilla really gets into the science, so if you like science, Priscilla really dives into that uh, and we talk about other things, too. So, great conversation. Priscilla is a Seattle-based writer of poetry, creative, nonfiction, science, history, and fiction, and a longtime independent teacher of writing. Her seventh book is Dancing with the Muse in Old Age. That's her most recent. Uh, her two poetry books are Holy Magic and Crossing Over Poems. Her awards include a National Magazine Award for a science-based feature. Her How to Write book is The Writer's Portable Mentor, A Guide to Art, Craft, and the Writer's Life. Other books are a collection of memoirist essays fire and stone where do we come from what are we and where are we going and minding the muse a handbook for painters composers writers and other creators her first book was where the sun never shines a history of america's bloody coal industry she has an mfa from the university of washington and grew up on a dairy farm on the eastern shores of maryland and we had a great conversation like i said and i'm glad i get to share it with you now enjoy Hey, it's Priscilla. Priscilla, how are you doing? Hi,
1: Bill. Great. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. You and I have talked before. Uh, you've been writing around Seattle for a long time. Uh, and so, but I'm glad, but you got a new book out. And yes. When, and when, when when I got this book and started reading it, I thought of so I want to start here. I teach fearless writing, which is really about the psychological and emotional challenges writers face, right? I wrote yeah. a book about it and stuff. So yeah. and p- often I will get this. I will get this uh, question from my, or this you know they, this problem from some of my students who are older. Maybe they've retired and they say, "Look, it's too late.
1: It's no. too late."
0: Like I, that's what they say. That's the fear, right? It's too late. No, I've, I've, read, I've got, read
1: my book. Read I my well, book. I know
0: that, but so that's why I thought of you because I'm always I have different ways I talk to them about that. But that's a common thing that comes up for people. I'm retired. I didn't start when I was 20. I didn't go to my. um whatever
1: didn't so many people and there are so there are models in this book and i felt i needed these models myself because i'm going to be 80 on my next birthday yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and i will say what i will say what you what apparently people say to you which is what are you kidding me to which i attribute i attribute this youthfulness to i think being creative frankly i think it's part of what keeps us
1: Yeah, I'm not just I, I looking did, young, but just absolutely to have right. a passionate purpose, which, you know, ours is writing and, and writing yep. our, our books and our poems and our pieces. And and also many of. And so I felt I needed models for one thing. I needed to know the science for another thing. Right. I needed to know the mo- I needed to have many models of creators, many of whom started quite late. Yeah. As we as we know, if you think about it, um, like yeah. the um, Anna Anna Mary Robertson Moses, who we used to call Grandma, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> um, started painting when she was in her seventies, and yeah. she's not the only one. Um, and so um, there are uh, a lot of, and there there are people creators who had. Uh, who had training early on and then they spent their career teaching for example right then they went back to their their art their own art when they retired and then there are uh, creators who just started very late um there are many many of those sure so i think our our models are telling us yes do this
0: of course i should say the book is dancing with the muse in old age and it's sort of it's an investigation reflection stories about creating as you get to be i don't know 60 70 80 90 100 whatever it is past the age where we think of people in their quote prime although writing is interesting uh of all the artistic professions it is the one that is probably uh m- most practiced successfully by people over 50 i would say it's it's the, the for a while i said the average age of the bestseller was 55 or something, as opposed to, you know, violinists where it's often, you know, 18 or something They're well, like gymnasts.
1: Actually, that's not uh, that whole thing about the peak ages of creativity is I have a chapter on it. And I, I know uh, it's all bunk, but one, I just
0: you know, but there's a lot of myths around that. There's a lot of myth
1: know, a that. lot of myths. Yeah. And and, and so um, and the, the research the research, the sociologists who do that research what are they looking at they're looking at commercial success let's be very clear right they're right. not right. looking at productivity and so people take in these myths and it affects us it yeah. it, it it harms well, us
0: well you believe them because so, if you believe yeah. something that's why I, so so interesting so i so the so the where this book must have began it sounds like you're saying to me that you were thinking about your life your yeah. as as we get older and you were saying and you were wanting to think positively about your work and yourself and your age and you had soaked up some of the stories about what a person yeah. can and can't do at your age you didn't yeah, like it
1: exactly and and um uh and i i've i'm just you know i i have been enlightened by doing <laughs> this
0: you enlightened yourself that's that's I the mean, best kind the, that's
1: it the, the the new and there's new science and you know part of the rather new science i mean the last five years well the now it's getting to be old science is that our brains are plastic and we know yeah, that. that
0: i'm very familiar with that uh, um, yeah and
1: that's been uh, you know
0: neuroplasticity about, i believe it is
1: neuroplasticity yeah. and see neuroplasticity can work <laughs> in, in two ways um you know if we're learning and um, we are creating and learning and engaged in our community and so on. Then our there are more and more connections are made, and our hippocampus, that part of the brain that is essential for remembering and learning, yeah, is, can can generate new stem cells. It is also plastic in the other way. If sure, of course, yeah. nothing, our, yeah. our connections are are disintegrating. Yeah. our brain is shrinking. Our hippocampus is shrinking. So I mean, that's that's important science information. You know, the other one that is just blows my mind is that um uh Rebecca, I mean yeah, Becca, Becca Levy at the Yale School of Public Health Public Health has done these um longitudinal studies which show that people who have negative attitudes toward <laughs> their own old age and toward old
0: people. Let me guess <laughs> <laughs> let me have, guess where this is headed. <laughs>
1: Right. They have seven years less to live. See, this have much more cardiac stroke. I mean, this is a 20-year-old who has this, you know, these are very long standing studies and a much higher chance of dementia.
0: Yeah. That's that oh, interesting. Dementia too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I mean, that's important information.
0: It is. And I do love it when science studies us. And tells us what I could have told you probably intuitively. Just, That's right. You know, doctors say it's a good idea when a patient is lying in bed, if they believe they're going to get better, if they don't believe that, doctors know how, much, how important. They're. But you know, it reminds me, I, one of one of the people I was thinking about as I read this book was my father-in-law who passed away a couple of years ago. This is a very interesting guy who had started schools and written books and done all this interesting stuff, but he had had a gripe with the world and he had worked with that gripe and, and like worked on it. And I saw at the end of his life, because I would see him every, my wife and I would go to visit him every week. Uh-huh. And he was had his own house and he was finishing his memoir. I mean, he finished it and died. It was almost like, okay, I'm done. But I noticed he didn't have anything to talk about anymore. It was like he had one conversation, he had had it, and he wasn't willing to have a new one. Yes. And it was almost like he said, okay, well, I'm done. And that I actually felt when he died, that was okay because he clearly wasn't willing to go any place new and so he was done and i don't you think that what you were talking about that you have to keep being willing for something looking for something new i think no matter what age you are it's just easier when you're 20 than when you're 80 because when you're 20 everything's new
1: yeah exactly i mean the other piece of new science this is really new science um is rachel Wu is a neuroscientist and her team and they it so they're the conclusion of their longitudinal research on cognitive um agility over the lifespan is that it is not about maintenance it's not about maintenance no. you know it's fine if you want to do a cross, crossword puzzles right I mean, right i mean that's <laughs> right. fine but no it's about cognitive development i mean old people in cognitive development and that means to take on you know, serious new learning. Yeah.
0: Well, because you know, people I would say, I was talking to my my daughter about this and she was talking about retirement. I was like, look, okay, I'm a writer. We we just die. That's that's our <laughs> retirement. But right. like I was serious, like, why would I retire from the thing that gives me joy <laughs> exactly. and meaning? And like, what is there to retire from? Happiness? <laughs> Give me a break. I'm not gonna write another poem. What? Yeah, it doesn't, but I <laughs> get it. I get it, where work was like this thing you did. Yeah. to make money and survive and you dream of the day when you can just not work. I get that model of life. It's not what I get I it, want but it. If
1: you're in that situation, it is extremely important to imagine a new, you know, endeavor after retirement. That oh, you're, totally. not gonna, you're not just going to, you're not just going to, now it's a few weeks. That'll be nice. You can get up. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, That's
0: <laughs> <Right. great. laughs> yeah.
1: But if you're in that um, institutional situation where, or corporate, you know, where you go to a job and then come home and now, and now you're retired, it is really important to reimagine um, what they call on careers, whether paid yeah. or volunteer or creative work. It is essential. Yeah, to, to imagine another life that is not just, you know, going out to be um, just golfing
0: and and, and cruises. <laughs> I just, I mean, I guess for some people that's enough, but I just, I, it isn't I, enough.
1: It isn't enough. I, I mean, I'm just saying it's not enough because. It, I, they they're saying like a third of dementias could be prevented yeah, by lifestyle it. changes, and lifestyle changes do not mean going on cruises and playing golf. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to <laughs> Although you can do that, it's not nothing wrong with going, and and there's nothing wrong with taking a period of time where you're just you know being a little around. Yeah, and that's totally good. You know what could be better, but you know in the you got to be
0: interested, man. You got to be like. We're here yeah. for, but you know, it's interesting. One of the things you point out in your book is that basically like in the West in America, we'll talk about, this where we live. Uh, the life expectancy has almost doubled since like 1900. I mean, it's yeah. not quite yeah. doubled, but it's like significant. Yeah. So really the idea, you know, people walking around who were long gray beards were must've been like unicorns because just weren't that many. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the, the idea of staying engaged for 80 years as opposed to 40 or 50 yeah. it requires a different and it, so it's an understandable through like the 50s and 60s and 70s we just said well you've reached this age you look this way we'll just you're done so yeah, you're because yeah. yeah. we weren't used to we had no I, as a people we just didn't know what to do with this group who just didn't die as fast as they used to
1: yeah, well, I mean, and some of my greatest my whole idea of age has changed in doing this book because you have people like Wayne Tebow who started a new body of work at age 98. And you <laughs> his clowns, they're they're brilliant. They're just uh-huh. beautiful. Um, and you have people like Don Pellman, who, you know, was the fastest um, you know, sprinter. Over the age of 100, um, you know, world <laughs> records in sprinting, right. you know, high jump, low jump, and right. other things. And people say, "Oh yeah," and where's the competition? <laughs> but the point is, doesn't matter. Is doesn't matter. There is competition.
0: Himself, there is competition. There are people doing it. There, i watch these track yeah. meets sometimes. And
1: so, yeah, yeah. And so it's not like I necessarily aspire to athletics. Although moving is, we have to move.
0: Amen. We have That's to right.
1: Move. And so, you know, I, I have my Fitbit and, and I do my 10,000 steps a day. No, it's just not like, this is my religion, I, even yeah. though I'm athletic, I enjoy it. It's that you know, it's fun. And you don't have to, you know, do it, start all of a sudden. I mean, that's right.
0: But you know, anything, just, use your body. You got a body. Yeah. You got a body. There's a great um, documentary on Netflix right now called Stoltz, which is Jonah Hill's psychologist. And he and it's really beautifully done. It's really a work of art, but it's sort of about his thoughts. He's got this, he's really a teacher, this psychologist therapist, but one of the things he says, you need your life's power. And he said, if you're, no matter how depressed you are, if you start with your body and eating right, and you hear this all the time, but you've got just using the body. And I've been exercising my whole life. So I, I have a natural relationship to it, but I don't even know what my life would be like if I weren't, I've never not exercised regularly since I was, a child, essentially. So I do think it's it just keeps you
1: and and the, cleans and you out over and over and over again. I mean, the studies just keep coming and coming and coming. Yeah, you know, no you surprise. have four thousand people and two thousand. You know, don't walk and 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 two thousand right. walk and the, yeah. what the two thousand that walk, they live longer. They, they 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 don't get dementia. You know, interesting. Um, And they, um, you know, don't have the cardiac and the stroke and all that stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, just look at the science. I mean, read my book.
0: (laughs) Don't look at the science, (laughs) read her book. She looked at the science. You don't have to, she did it for you.
1: But I mean, no, really. I mean, uh, I just um, can't, the two, the two things, you know, I mean, there's a, there are other things have a passion and in having a passion you don't have to feel passionate every minute. That's not what it's no, about.
0: No, Good, <laughs> you, I, good point.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't. And people say, "Oh, I don't feel passionate." Well, you don't have to, but you're consistent in your uh, endeavor. Uh, and you, when you hit a rocky place, which there are rocky places, you know, in creating, in writing, you yeah. know, there are rocky places. There always are. Um, um, you you work your way through them instead of um, quitting at that point yeah oh i can't write oh i can't write a novel i failed no no (laughs) you know you figure out and you and also i mean just you know between us i work on several things at once all the time that's the way you like
0: to do it yep that's good
1: and that's because and so if you get kind of stuck on one thing you you don't quit on it you shorten the time you're working on it try to do anything and then you switch to another thing so you're not in any kind of stall that's you're right. Going forward with one thing or another thing or another thing or another thing. You and know,
0: then- I, I think it's great, and I, you know, it reminds me of some one of my pet my pet um, truisms. One of my aphorisms is is you you're not your job isn't to get out of your comfort zone. Your job is to keep up with it. In other words, you got to keep up with yourself, and you will always be uncomfortable if you're not doing the thing you actually want to do. And I always think that my desires, my interests evolve. And my no. job is to keep, and if I try to keep doing the same thing, like literally the same, it won't work. And you have to be willing to change with that. And I know, look, so you, you make a big point of saying, I'm going to say how old I am. So in the book, you say you're 79, you're now, you're almost 80. I'm no. 57. And I know that my relationship to my work specifically is as changed. It's not what it was when I was 37, where my, even though I still want to sell books and write like that, but my un- understanding of it and where it comes from, there's less fear involved there was so much raw ambition when I was younger, you know, and I still have right. a different, right. does that make sense? So my, and you can't like, see if this makes sense. When I was younger, the, I was driven by this, like, I've got to do it. I've got to succeed. I got to prove like that kind of thing. Cause arts were the only test. And and the interesting understanding as I've gotten older is now that that's kind of gone, mm-hmm. there's still as much motivation, but you can start feeling that without the fear that yeah. you have as a young person, can I do yeah. this? Am I good enough? You won't want to do anything, but it's not true.
1: Yeah. In fact, that's one of the characteristics of the older brain is you're, you're less concerned. I mean, I feel I'm pretty ambitious still, but you're much less concerned with external, you know, validation, validation. Oh, will this be any good? You know, no, it's, that's the point is if you're working on a piece, you know, it's your relationship with the piece. What does the piece need? It's not what so and so is going to think about it or yeah. this going to be a bestseller or any of those concerns, which might be a concern when it's all done or mostly done. Yeah. But yeah, but not it's not, you know, what your reader is going to think. And I think it's shown over and over too that um that creators are there and there are several examples in the book of creators who at a certain age, like you know, 90 is one, um, this um this composer uh who was you know very well known in Elliot ter- Carr was his name very well known in um, musical circles this very you know uh, abstract um right, dip- an
0: impressionist composer kind of
1: yeah yeah and at 90 he just loosened up you know he had no <laughs> more to prove and his work became more melodic and he wrote a melody he wrote a melody I got an idea <laughs> And he was extremely productive between age 90 and 103. Wow. And he 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 produced half his life work between age 90 and 103 when he wow. died. And wow. so those stories are, you know, uh, oh, 79 is nothing. I mean, some of these people. Yeah. Well, it's know, so
0: important. Not- I think it's really great that you're doing that because so much of the way we see ourselves is the way we what we just what we see in other people. So when someone does something groundbreaking either because of their gender or their race or their color or just or their age, it just mm-hmm. helps us re you know there is a there is a tribe we I remember seeing this documentary in this tribe that was rather isolated and in their mind you got faster the older you got it only made sense to them that you would be slower when you're young. And so they were all faster as older people because they had convinced themselves that's when you get faster. And so they all were. And we're (laughs) like, no, no, it's the other way around. You slow down after 22. (laughs) They said, no, you don't. You just get faster.
1: That's great. And in terms of, say, that exact same thing in terms of memory loss and memory non-loss memory um, is that they found that in um, societies where... Elders are highly respected, which is not American mainstream. Uh,
0: society. Not at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is going to change. That that um, elders remember just like, for example, um, uh, traditional Chinese uh, societies in villages in China, right. and the American deaf community, for example, where elders are highly respected.
0: Oh, oh interesting. Memory,
1: okay. memory is. Just as good among elders as it is
0: among young. Yeah. No, I, that, that doesn't actually surprise me. I think sometimes we forget because we reach a certain age and we start saying, "Eh, I'm not interested in that anymore." And maybe you just are like, "I want to narrow the focus." But I, I do think that it's a lot of it is just. I I think this. I went and taught memoir writing at at one of these assisted living homes, and oh, I said uh-huh. I would never do it again. Partic- this particular one, because I found the energy so depressing. It doesn't have to be like that, but I no, felt like it doesn't. It, doesn't ha- I, it doesn't have to be like that, but God, I found it depressing. Oh yeah. I, I just, know
1: it's, it's terrible. And it's, uh, I, and I will say that Don Pellman, who won all the, um, broke all the world records as a, as a runner. And as yeah. a speaker, he was in assisted living.
0: <laughs> oh, he was. Okay. Well, I, you know, I understand the practicality of it, but man, you got to be careful and like, keep that interesting because I was like this, I, well, this particular time I say I can't come back here. You know, it just was too depressing to me.
1: I mean, the, the, it's the, it's the culture, the ageist culture in which we live and, and that we, we have to fight against it. It person, you know, personally, we have to resist it. And, 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 and socially, we also have to resist it. I mean, I, I hear it every day. I, you know, I don't haven't been in assisted living communities, but. I mean, I I hear it every week. I hear sure. somebody say, "Oh, I'm I'm getting old, so I." No, and and it's not. Then I feel, oh, so maybe I'm, a, you know, a Pollyanna. Well, no, 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 no no, no, no. The science is on my our side.
0: Well, yeah, I think if you want to be here and you really like have something you want to do, then don't. Yeah, just you don't have to believe it. I I think it's great. And I think it's important for creativity because a lot of people will reach a point in their life where they don't have to focus. Maybe they've been so focused on a certain job or raising kids or whatever, like that really consumed them and that's fine. But then they start, they look up and they have some money finally, like they've saved, they've got some money. So they don't have to think about that all the time. They're like, what am I going to do? And the arts Mm -hmm. is such a great time. You know, I just, last year, for the, it's a lifelong thing. I finally started playing the guitar and I love it. I mean, I mean, I've done music my whole life, but not played the guitar and I am loving it. But you know, my teacher who's 30 or whatever, you know, he's got in a band. He's like, I got to tell you, man, not, not to say anything, but usually people your age aren't learning the instrument so well. And I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, 10 year olds can kind of just bang, but you, but the learning is great. I
1: Yeah, a, I mean, and, and actually um, so Rachel Wool's research the neuroscience yeah. the idea of cognitive development and it really involves you know serious learning like a new instrument uh, yeah. a language a new a new art form you, know, you, i mean if we're writers i mean we should keep writing obviously and yeah. uh, i will always keep writing forever writing is
0: great because every blank page says okay
1: (laughs) can't do what you did yesterday and not repeating and and really making a point not to repeat but i'm learning banjo i mean hey hey. it's not enough to because i'm very good at you know doing research and i'm very good and so even though like i wrote a piece on um salmon in the Pacific Northwest. And then on the other hand, for historylink.org, the online encyclopedia of Washington state history. And then on the other hand, I wrote a piece on writing, which came out in the Hudson review, which is about the Sumerians and the origin of. And so I think, okay, those are two very different types of pieces and different information, but I am very good at doing research. That's what I'm good at. So maybe I should learn math. (laughs) which i'm terrible at so that's what i decided trying to
0: learn math you know but here's the thing about learning that i think that what drove me crazy when i would look at school is school (laughs) would treat learning like something you got to make people do and if you once you start learning i think there's a great pleasure in it if you're learning something you're interested in learning and and one of the great i think guiding principles of life is that your job is to feel good and it will feel good to learn something. It will feel good to develop. It may be challenging at times, but it always feels good to engage with life. And it never feels good to be disengaged from life.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's your guide. You know, there are tests, you know I mean, there, there's there are, you can feel like learning, like I'll take learning my learning math as an example here, which I was terrible at of school. Let's face okay. it. It's like, All right. Like my my nemesis.
0: Wow. Okay. All right.
1: Well, so the point is, um, no one shout, no fourth grade teacher is shouting at me. That's
0: Right. (laughs) Good start. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And secondly, I mean, there are no tests. Um, There are no, there's no, and I find it's fascinating. It's like, good heavens. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm on in basic books for adults. Sure, uh, sure. Basic math. And, you know, and one of them says, oh, and of course, you know about the number um, the number rule, the number scale, you know, one, two, three, four, five, but the minus one. Yeah, sure. Zero, yeah. Minus one. No, I never knew. about. You never it.
0: learned. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a terrible elementary school education, but I mean, the, it was a segregated. It was like, ugh, forget it. Okay, you survived. The worst elementary school in the nation. But anyway, but the point is that there's no. Um, it's just entertaining. It's very
0: interesting. Yeah, math is like a little puzzle. They're like mm-hmm. that's when I I was pretty good at pretty good at it wasn't I reached a point where I was like you know getting close to calculus and I was like okay this is getting too abstract for me but but up until then it was kind of like a puzzle you know mm-hmm. that you could put together and and that's it's just another puzzle but there is you know what it is I think that some people struggle and if you're an artist um, one of the challenges with math. Is that there is one right answer. In fact, I interviewed this guy named Manil Surrey, who is a mathematician at Duke and a novelist. And he's huh. like, I will teach math. I will not <laughs> teach writing because it was math <laughs> is one answer. And if you don't get it, you didn't get it. But with writing, I don't know what's the answer. There is. And so if you think like a creative person, the idea of one answer can freak you out sometimes. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but it's it's fascinating. I mean, it's kind I mean, and I'm at the most basic level. So sure, but sure. it's fascinating um because it first of all. Obviously, clearly, I'm using my brain in a different way, uh, you know, and and there are mathematical things in in writing, like in poetry, and in I mean, I don't know, I mean, I I could just be making this up, but but there are you know meter and and, and, oh. meter and slant rhymes and 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 enjambments. They remind me of mathematical.
0: Totally, listen, I compose music, and composition is so math. I mean, the, the the way Western music is composed. If you know music theory, which I, not everybody uses music theory, I do. It's so mathematical. That's part of the cool part of it, is that it's, there's a kind of balance and symmetry and everything kind of adds up in this way. So it, it, it blends over. Absolutely. I believe that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gravity's Rainbow. You know, that's what's, you know, Thomas Pinchon
1: Pinchon. was big into
0: math big into
1: math well Cormac mccarthy who i haven't read his newest book i but saw he's it he's got a new one physics. out. Yeah. He's, into, he's into like you know physics and, yeah, and yeah. astronomy and all that and, and i'm going to read his new books i love his old books, so uh-huh. i'm going to read his new books because apparently he's brought them in too what
0: really these right.
1: novels. so yeah so so um and and that's the thing about writing too is the whole world is your oyster i mean you can can bring anything into um a a short story or a poem or a novel anything any you know um so uh it's never gonna hurt you but also these older creators that are you know mostly older than me yeah uh, like much older than me (laughs) they're in their 90s i mean you have martha graham yeah uh, choreographed her last um uh dance um maple leaf rag at age 96 wow you, i mean just um on and on uh, uh it's just like okay if you can do these things then you know i'll be there you know my plan is ten <laughs> more books <laughs>
0: so. Uh, so are you going to uh, aside from talking to me do you have any plans to go out and spread the gospel here of your your of your um yeah how have you got a kind of a scheme for that
1: well i don't know if i have a scheme but i have a plan <laughs> oh well, good okay I, yeah i the online um so i'm doing numbers of podcasts yeah, and good. also there was a launch um from elliott bay books which was good. online um nah. and uh it's it's up it's you know it's available yeah. you can watch yeah. it conversation between me and and bethany reed and yeah and so and this friday i'll be at folio and you're welcome to come to folio athenaeum and at pike place market and then yeah i have you know and then i have a rest and then um i have there's going to be a town hall in this little town hall there's going to be a uh event and there's you know geez, i can't remember but uh mirabella which is a um you know, it's not, it's a senior living. It's not mm-hmm. all assisted, um, but right. it's, uh, there's going to be a pro. And um, yeah, so I'm setting up programs. You good. Know, cause okay.
0: I would think this is a conversation a lot of people want to have. And I think, and cause you know, we just, nobody, you don't, you don't reach an age where you're not, it, where you don't want to be, you don't want to wake up and feel engaged and interested. Like I don't buy it. I don't buy that it doesn't no. ever feel good to be doing something interesting or care and have a conversation or create, like it's always going to feel good to do it. It doesn't matter how old you are
1: yeah and and you it's really important to resist the ageism in the culture, which there it's just like everywhere oh,
0: I know it's just it's, it, it, yeah they, I, nobody even it, you know but it's I think that it's gonna people like you who are an example that just you know sometimes you have to see it to under to believe it. Because right. everybody's going to get old, probably, if they don't croak early, if and so you don't
1: get old, yeah. <laughs> right, so
0: you might want to start revising your opinion of it. And in
1: fact, my uh, goal for this book is for for middle aged people to read it. Please sure. read it. Sure, you know, read of course, it now. read it now because and oh, I, just another thing that um, to mention about Rachel Wu, the the neuroscientist that um, just blew my mind um, about cognitive development, is that they found that middle-aged people, you know, are raising families, your kids are teenagers, you've got a a job, maybe you have two jobs, you haven't paid off your mortgage, you're, you're, you're running a household, you're, you're, you're running your children, or they're running you, right,
0: whatever, (laughs) yeah, 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 Um,
1: and in fact, and, and they're using all their brilliance, and all their experience to carry out these things, but they're not learning very much and and you know get off my back you don't have to at that point but then but
0: but, it's changing yeah yeah you got it's true you just man you really you can be in pure management mode if you're not careful at that point in your life
1: well I mean uh, there's probably not much you can do at that point in your life but then that changes you know the kids go to college they, they grow up they go away and things change and that's at the point where okay now let's think about an yeah. encore career or an encore, you know, endeavor. Anything.
0: Hey, I will say this. I raised a couple of kids and I felt it was a constant learning experience. And I really looked upon it as, because, you know, what do you know? You don't know anything. They show up. Right. And by the way, you don't know anything about them. The, the <laughs> first one doesn't teach you much about the second one. You would, would like it to, but they don't. And so <laughs> I felt like I was learning and I wrote about it a lot because I felt like I learned about myself through it. So you can use child rearing as a learning yeah. experience if you or you could just try to survive it but i looked upon it as learning too so i think learning every moment every time every experience was well, is good it's a good book it's good that you wrote it it's good Thank for you. you that you wrote it cuz you clearly needed it and those <laughs> are the best books to write aren't they the ones that we need yeah, right really, yes <laughs> of course all right so if people want to learn about you and this book, what's the best place? Where's the best place to go?
1: Well, you can go, of course, to my website, um, which is www.priscillalong.com.
0: Priscillalong.com. Yeah. Okay, so just yeah. your basic. Okay, and
1: and, and um, but the book is available um, everywhere. You know, it's it's available at all the independent stores, at all the on, online stores. So okay. the book is totally available. And so and and you know, I, I I don't think I've written a book. This is my seventh book. I don't think I've written a book that I feel so strongly will help
0: you people right
1: help people and it's coming back already I mean it's been in it's been out for what three weeks now yeah yeah. it's it's or no four weeks I guess and it is really coming back that already this book is
0: gratifying isn't that yeah, gratifying? it is
1: gratifying. It is gratifying, and I, I just, you know, I, I just wish that you all would buy. Yeah, you know, I
0: will tell you that because you're, you, you, you were, um, you wrote your kind of work was either artistic or was sort of investigative, to some, you know, explorative, and so that, I, and I can say as someone that I didn't plan this, but the kind of books I've been publishing have been meant to help people. They were really geared towards that, and there is, and I did, you know, I used to do theater, so I knew what it was to get laughs and applause, and that was really nice and very it was also, I meant to help people in a way, but when yeah. you write something specifically and then they come to you, someone says, this helped me so much. It is a very rewarding.
1: It's very, very it, gratifying. It is. It yeah. is
0: very yeah. gratifying. And
1: I, I kind of knew it because it helped me so much.
0: Yeah. See, that's the magic. That's the formula of success people. You <laughs> just shared it with you.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it was, it was, um, you know, new information, you know, you think, oh, I know all about this. Well, no, no I did not. No, I, I no. did not. I knew about, you know, some of it, but the um I, mean, I, I knew about some models, but all of these I mean the dancers. I mean the yeah, dancers true. you know, dancers think, oh, at age 40 I'm old. No.
0: I'm <laughs> not have if to be. you're
1: Martha Graham, not if you're Merce yeah. Cunningham, not if you're um Carmen de la is another one I, I discovered. And and um jose limon you know i mean no that's just not true i I you know
0: i'm all for it look at look at paul mccartney running around the world doing his concert right
1: bob dylan oh bob dylan
0: i don't know he's gonna die on on stage i have no doubt about it he's just gonna fall all right so i've got uh i got one more question for you've answered it before but you see you keep changing so maybe the answer is going to be different and so the question is this you finish the sentence if writing has taught you anything it's taught you what
1: um writing has immersed me into this incredibly creative world and into the uh the most challenging and creative part of myself and it has given me a life in a community which is the other thing we need to connect to people and you know in the arts, there are, there's communities around every art form, you know, yeah. all, every, every, you know. and, and so um, w- the question is writing has taught what me. Does what has it
0: taught you? If it's taught you anything, what has it taught you?
1: You know, it's taught me to, I deeply love language and i love the craft i love sentencing i love sentences and, yeah, yeah. i love language the language in poetry the music of language and when i think about being a younger writer when i didn't know anything i mean i have just learned but i keep learning i mean that's the thing about writing you keep learning it doesn't stop it, it's no, not it like oh now i know how to do this no um no. every poem is is a new is a new um you know a new challenge and every every short story and and every piece is a totally new challenge and what a way to live it's the best way to live
0: I <laughs> you're, sing, you're, you're singing my song baby I can't you know I can't believe there's anybody people don't want to do it but I get it you know people want to I play don't. jazz piano and I don't <laughs> want to do Priscilla it's been great seeing you again congratulations thank on the book I hope you're proud yourself. of it you should be Thank you. You go out there and some, change some minds, okay?
1: I'll do my best. All <laughs> right. My mind has changed. Thank you. Gary. I know. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That's right. Just keep learning, people. Just keep learning. It's, it's what it's about. It's fun. I mean, writing is learning. I think that's how I learn. Yeah. So I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. Thank you, my friend. I want to thank all of you folks out there for listening in. And as always, you know, when you find something you love to do, you got to learn about it. You don't just, you don't just, you do it, but you learn. You do. You learn as you do it. So go out, go find something you love to do and do it.